Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio in what's a part of a massive week in New South Wales harness racing in particular with the running of one of the industry's marquee events, the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Finals on Saturday night alongside the Tablen Smith Mile. We also have the JC Caffin Plate for the Indigenous Drivers, the Rising Stars event and a Group 3 trotting feature as well. So quality everywhere you look on Saturday night out of Menangala Big 10 race card getting underway just after 6 o'clock. Make sure you head on track if you can. If you can't, we'll have it all covered here on Sky Sports Radio and also Sky Racing Active. And we're about to not only preview tonight's card of racing at Bathurst, uh, which will be intriguing. Ten races there tonight as well, but we'll look ahead to Saturday night and touch on a few other bits and pieces in terms of tab markets for Saturday night's card. Uh, eight of the ten races are now open. There's still uh, The tab traders are still working out races one and two, but races three through ten are now available on your tab app. Or the tab website. I'll quickly run through the tab fixed price favourites for each of those races. The Group 1 two year old Colts and Geldings Breeders Challenge. Captain's Knock is a favourite there. Our guest horse, that being Nathan Turnbull, better be the best. He's on the third line of betting at $7. In the three year old filly, Steno is all the rage there at 160 Best back though is her stable mate, Ideal and Dreams. Leap to Fame, just a slight drifter at 155 in the three year old Colts and Geldings. Peaceful, 170 in the two year old fillies. And when it comes to that Tab Lensmith mile, Honolulu Bay, uh, he is certainly best backed. 280, both he and Majestic Cruiser opened as equal favourites when the market was first framed. Honolulu Bay's into 215. Majestic Cruiser's gone the other way out to 370. And a big mover, despite the wide gate, is Max Delight. He'll overcome, well, he'll have to overcome the 10 draw. $12 was the initial price posted. He's now into $5, so he's probably one of the better-backed runners on Saturday night's card. As I mentioned, Nathan Turnbull is our guest for On The Pace this morning. Not only does he have a big team engaged tonight at Bathurst, but he also has better be the best going around in that Group 1 two-year-old Colts and Geldings Breeders' Challenge final on Saturday night. I would understand it to be a pretty big week for you, Nathan, so appreciate the time this morning. How are things tracking back at home base ahead of the big night Saturday? Yeah, everything's uh, going along great. Everyone's pretty excited. We've got um, a few horses in, so um, and uh, obviously very excited with uh, Better Be The Best, for sure. Let's firstly discuss tonight, because we need to find a winner at Bathurst, and then we'll talk about uh, your cold in a little bit more depth. But the first race, you have another really nice two-year-old engaged here in the opener, a relatively new addition to your stable on deadline. He's two from two here in Australia, he came across with some pretty decent wraps on him. What is your assessment of his two wins to date been? Yeah, very happy with him. He's probably just um, a prep off being against the real good guys. He was eligible for the Breeders' Crown in Melbourne, but uh, he had to pay a pretty hefty late fee to get in it. And I just thought, I mean, the owner together thought it was probably just a prep too early to go down there with his sort of inexperience and the hefty fee. So we're just going to tuck him away tonight, win, lose or draw, and uh, hopefully he'll come back and, you know, we can aim for the derbies and races like that. 
He's led in his two runs to date and he's won by nice margins after leading. His last start effort was good as well, stepping up over a trip. So I guess we'll see him driven in a, in a different fashion tonight at home in track work. Has he told you that he'll be just as good following a helmet? Yeah, probably more so because as I just mentioned, he's a, he's a little bit green and stuff, you know, and he probably concentrates more with a helmet to follow. So we're equally excited to just, yeah, driving with a seat sit and see how he goes as well instead of, you know, just rolling to the front, jogging around, sprint home. All right, that's the first race on deadline, currently unbeaten in Australia, two from two. We move across to race number two and a newcomer to your stable here in Cracker Bree comes out of the Jack Trainer barn, was midfield at Bathurst last week and has obviously stayed with you subsequent to that. So you've only had seven days or so to, to work this horse out. But what is Cracker Bree telling you at home? Yeah, um, even last week when Jack sort of left with me, he said if you can get her to do what she's doing at home at the races, she'll win a couple real quick. And um, I can see what he means because the work's been great. So I'm sceptical because he did say that, you know, she can do this work good at home. So I haven't definitely got sucked in, but I'm excited to see how she goes for sure. What do you do with her tonight? She's got a middle-of-the-road draw. She has had some... Uh, barrier manner issues in the past. So is it a case of just keeping her happy early on? Yeah, pretty much. Just uh, play it by ear. We'll uh, make sure she's happy and score up and all that sort of stuff. And then obviously let her run out for 100 and see where she might lob. And the main thing is just keeping her happy and um, hopefully, you know, all going well, we'd be able to roll on and go to the top or something like that. But if not, like, we'd get a good, nice sit up close. There's no point in going back. So we'll just uh, roll forward and see what happens. You're duly represented in race number three with Diletto and also I am Captain Max. You're sticking with the better drawn runner. Was that the reasoning behind your decision or do you think that runner is, even though it's longer in the market, the better chance of the duo? Uh, It's tricky because he definitely is drawn better, but uh, the other fellow's probably got the class edge on him a little bit and he's coming down in grade, but he's drawn better and um, everyone but the clerk of the course attacked me on him last week when he led. So over the longer trip tonight, it might be a bit of a tough ask for him, but uh, I just sort of done it to stick by the owner and um, or the owner of the other horses. Oh, not easy going, but she's easy <laughs> to tell what to do because she's owned by my wife. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully, one way or the other, one of them's able to get the job done. Race number five, this is the fast class tonight, the up to 90-rated event, and there's a few metropolitan horses sneaking their way into the region tonight. So they're probably dropping back in grade, whereas the locals have drawn a little better. You've got Comanche Warrior and also Phase of Glory. Phase of Glory must be one of the stable favourites because he's done a really good job. He's run some great races in town and here locally as well, he was able to win last week. So can Phase of Glory double down? I hope I hope so. I thought um, the market was very generous then. You know, he's out 7 or $8 because he's raced a few of them horses in Sydney before and has always been very competitive. And like I said, I've got the draw on him. And last week he led from Barrier 8 and sort of around 54 around Bathurst, which is quick enough, you know, this time of year. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how he goes. And hopefully, yeah, we can get a jump on the Sydney fellas and they can catch us if they can. 
He closed out the night with two drives for Josh. Hazard is watching goes around in the second last and just one more. Just one more probably looks uh, the better chance of the duo from a better drawer as well. Yeah, for sure. A little Hazard is watching went through the Gold Crown series and was tucked away and this is his first start back and uh, he, he's definitely going to win races wherever, I don't know if it'll be tonight but uh, he's first up from a long spell and the other fellow finds himself in probably the easiest race he's been in for a little while so hopefully we can take advantage of his, the good barrier draw. Some good chances there tonight at Bathurst right across the card. Saturday night, the big one. At least you get it over and done with nice and early. Nathan, better be the best, goes around in the first of the Group 1s. That's race number three for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. You must have been slightly deflated when the barrier draw was conducted last week. Coming up with the 10, you'll move into eight with a couple of scratchings. Yeah, we were a touch, but then, as I said to the owner, as I was driving out of the place, I drew two in the gold crown, and we all thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and we ended up in the death seat. So we're looking at... At that way that, you know, we're going into with, uh, see, when we drew two, we just thought, you know, we had a really hot chance, which we do on Saturday night, but it just takes the pressure off a little bit. And, um, yeah, it helps with, uh, you know, Emma Stewart's horse is drawn out with me. It's out in 11. So at least a couple of the, obviously, Brad's horse got the best of the barrier draws on us and uh, won his heat impressively. So, but at least a couple of the other main chances are out with me as well. You've stuck with the recipe that worked in the lead-up to the semi-final. You took him back to the trials on Monday. You sat him in, but, boy, did he show a turn of foot when you produced him to the outside. He looks as though he's still as sharp as he's been all preparation long, judging by that trial. Yeah, for sure. He's um, just getting fitter and fitter, really. And um, at the end of the day, he's just a big baby. So, yeah, every time he goes to town, he's... um, getting better and better but uh the other night yeah we've had sort of a lot of rain around here and the that track work track is it's holding up to it well but you just can't give them a really good hit out so i just thought if i went back to the trials and give them a good hit out in town i've only got to really you know keep the pace work up to him out here so really happy with the acceleration showed the other night but he's pulled up super and his heart was great and all of that so really excited to see what happens saturday night I've gone back and watched his semi-final performance where he rated 52 and 6, home in 25 and 9 himself. It's so often the case that sometimes when horses come to Menangle, they get a little bit lost at their first time at the track or they're not used to the style of racing. On the bend, he looked as though he just dropped the bit for a, for a stride or two, Nathan. Was it just a case of when uh, your major danger on that night, that being major celebrity, really put the foot down. He was just, uh, I guess, for a stride or two, looking to, to find himself again because to still turn out a 25 and 9 quarter and look as strong on the line, you would say it's silly that he was flat-footed for a moment. Yeah, it's hard to say he caught flat-footed when he got home in 25-9, but it, it was literally, literally the case for sure because... That was probably the quickest part of the race. He really got burning around the turn. And it did just sort of um, catch us by surprise, really, and flat-footed. But um, once I straight, got into the straight and straightened him up and got him balanced up and pulled him to the outside, he, he really accelerated again for me. So, yeah, like I had, I really would have liked to have given him a run down there in between his heat and semi, but um, there wasn't sort of race stand up but I took him down on one of the Saturday nights with the crew and um, just hobbled him in between races and 
Wano was uh, very helpful with that and didn't mind that I'd done it and um, just showed him the track. So he wasn't it wasn't all completely new to him, but um, definitely the high speed racing was for sure because he's sort of just been beaten up on the horses out here, just throwing to the front and jogging around and sprinting home, which is why I wanted to give him a trial and drive him with a stick to make sure he doesn't get reefing and tearing. But um, yeah, he really settled great in there behind the other night and. Um, yeah, like you said, to say he was flat-footed is probably a bit harsh, but, um, yeah, once he straightened up and got balanced, he really accelerated hard. You would have, you've had 10 days or so to, to look at this field, look at the lineup, try and work out in your head where you think you'll be. Best-case scenario, uh, where would you love to see yourself mapped or, or what's the map look like in your head uh, for Saturday night's Group 1? Ideally, I'd love to fly out of the gate and there'd be carnage behind me and they all get checked and I'm about 30 in front the whole way. That'd be great. <laughs> but, um, no, like I said, there's so many options and uh, we'll probably same thing, just let him run out for a bit. And hopefully we can't get a good sit-up close and see what happens. Like I said, um, Ricky Ashton, fellow, he was going to lead his heat, you know, uh, semi-final comfortably until he sort of done a bit of a bobble there so and he's joining out the 12 so whether or not they fly out or not but you know and then like I said Emma Stewart's horse is out with me so I I sort of thought they might go forward so I thought if I just went forward underneath them a bit just weigh it up from there and see how good you know some of the inside horses get out but um, it's definitely interesting and as you can imagine we've played the race over a million times in our head but um, really just got to play it by ear and hope for luck really he's not your only runner on saturday night you'll also have marmita in the four-year-old mares division she hasn't been overly lucky when it comes to the barrier draw she was the last runner to make her way into the field she'll start from uh, the seven now there is a scratching to her inside so she'll shuffle down a position but it still looks likely plan to, to head back and drive her for luck in this lineup oh yeah 100 percent. she's not blessed with any early speed anyway but um just for her to get into the race, we were tickled pink. And um, as it worked out, yeah, we were the last one to get a barrier. And that's how it worked out. But um, just to be there with her is a massive, you know, chink in her armour. Because um, for what she she came to me as, you know, a rating 55 and was ready for the breeding barn. And she's gone and now she's in a group two race. So owners tickled pink and put the breeding idea on hold for another 12 months because she's really raced great at the moment but in like I said they're, they're super mares in the race she even in the semi-final her last half was 54 something and she hardly put a din in them you know she ran fifth so it, she's up against it that's for sure but um just to be in it's great yeah no doubt she's just shy of a hundred thousand dollars in stakes earnings as well marmita well a big few days coming up for you nathan starting out tonight at bathurst where you've got several key chances and of course saturday night with better be the best going around as one of the fancies in that group one best of luck with it all we'll see you at menangle on saturday thanks a lot see you guys nathan turnbull there this morning really love that colt better be the best he's taking some big bounds in the right direction, and he's definitely one of the key chances when it comes to that Group 1 on Saturday night at Menangle. That's what we'll be building up to all week long here on Sky Sports Radio. Tomorrow here at 10.30 on On The Pace, we'll preview plenty more of it. Hopefully you can join us then.